Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Three Count Thursday here on NGSBSports.com, where we never stop. Make sure you check out the site for all these shows, the live shows, the podcasts, the written content, much, much more, NGSBSports.com. You can also podcast it at Spreaker and iHeartRadio by searching NGSC. You can also find this show, Three Count Thursday, on WrestlingInformant247.com, WrestlingInformant247.com, a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week rotating stream of the best wrestling radio shows and podcasts on the web today. Again, WrestlingInformant247.com. You can podcast the show directly by uh, by just searching Three Count Thursday. That is always, always, always the number three and then Count Thursday on your podcast app. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at 3CountThursday. Give our Facebook page a like at Facebook.com slash 3CountThursday. I am your host at Big Jim Sports. Jim Neese bringing in our co-host Ryan at RYN Eagle. Ryan, how are you tonight? I am. I am fantastic, Big Jim. Love, love the Bree mode. We always uh, joke about that on the show, so quite a surprise. I never know what song. Big Jim's going to lead off the show with. So uh, that was great. I was going to yell, come on, Nikki, uh, <laughs> half, halfway through that because I can't hear that song without hearing Brie Mode or, or Brie Bella just screeching, come on, Nikki. So uh, it was the first thing that I thought of was, uh, was come on, Nikki. Yeah, there, there, there is always a, a come on, Nikki. Now, we don't have our stat guy, uh, Matt. You can find him on Twitter at 3 ct a Philly, like Philadelphia, A Philly 8, the number 8, A uh, three, at 3CT, A Philly 8. And he's not with us tonight uh, on the on Twitter, and he won't be joining us for the payback predictions because he, the freaking jerk, is not only at NXT Philly, but uh, we saw Ryan on, on his Facebook that he, when they got to the show, got their seats upgraded to ringside. Yeah, how does how does how does he rank? Other than he's associated with Three Count Thursday, the the best wrestling show on the web. Yeah, right. That, we're podcasting. We're, we do it right. It's done right. Podcasting done <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, uh, so we uh, right. I mean, good good for him. I mean, it's good for him. I'm I'm glad he was able to make it. Um, with with work, I knew I wouldn't be able to make it this weekend. Um, so a tough 
for me that, that I, w- I wasn't able to go. So I hope he's having a really good time. Um, I've, I've seen some people on, on Facebook throw some stuff out there. I guess uh, I guess Rhino wrestled down there tonight in Philly. Mm-hmm. This is quite a no Rhino was doing like the, the house style shows um, for NXT. So I guess he wrestled Baron Corbin. I'm in a match that we're going to see coming up here next week on their takeover show. But uh, I'm, I'm anxious to see uh, Matt's pictures and Matt's story. And um, I think it's going to be fantastic having him on next week um, to kind of go over his NXT experience. So next week's going to be a fantastic. I mean, this is going to be a great show. We're, we're booked to the gills this week. Next week's going to be even even more. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, Rhino's all over the place, you know, because he's a part of LTW, which, of course, we were part of the pre-show for that show coming up. Uh, and, and that's something we're going to have to talk about in uh, in two weeks because May 30th, Rowdy Roddy Piper is going to be making an appearance at LTW. More on that, obviously, in, in a couple of weeks. But Rhino's a part of that, obviously a part of NXT. Um, pretty cool to see Rhino um, very much in, involved in a lot of stuff. Um, and, and this is no slight of TNA, but when he was a part of TNA, he, you know, he really kind of seemed to almost fall off the map a little bit there. But but good to see him back. And, you know, we look forward to... Um, hearing Matt uh, talk about his experience at NXT, uh, the house show there in Philly. Uh, He'll talk about that next week. Ryan, before we get into Raw, we just watched a clip from SmackDown. If you haven't seen it yet and you want to, you know, want to earmuff it or, you know, put your phone down, go to the other room for a minute. But but Bo Dallas cutting a a five stages of grief promo about Daniel Bryan, of course, before then jobbing to Neville, but it, it, it's so awesome how good Bo Dallas is at what he does. He he believes. He does believe. He, he believes in himself. Um, I'm not sure how many people backstage believe in, in Bo Dallas anymore. <laughs> but, um, man, you're absolutely right, Kevin. It was going to show up on, on, on Facebook or something tomorrow. You can definitely find it on YouTube. But go check that out. I mean, it, it cuts deep. I mean, it's very topical, obviously, with Daniel Bryan. Very, very relevant. Um, and I, I forget, honestly, what the stages were. I know the, the one was anger, you know, and it's okay to be angry at Daniel, Daniel Bryan let you for, for letting you down, um, you know, and then the last depression, one, depression right? And then that's what Daniel Bryan will feel when he lets, when, when he realizes he let all of his fans <laughs> down. And then acceptance that Bo Dallas will help you accept that Daniel Bryan was a failure and, and let you down. So, man, what a great, just, great, just man. awesome. I, 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 we try to stay away from spoilers. We do. Um, right before we started the show, SmackDown's playing on the TV. It's quiet right now. But uh, I, I read the spoiler this week because I knew I wasn't going to be able to sit and watch it. Um, and I said, James, you gotta, we got to watch this, this Bo Dallas segment. And, uh, boy, I was right because I read it, and to read it was one thing. To hear it was another. And then it, and it instantly reminded me that I, after I read it, I heard people commenting, Oh, was can't believe Dan, I can't believe Bo Dallas would cut on Daniel Bryan like that. Who who does Bo Dallas think he is? Um, answer: Bo Dallas thinks he's a heel. Right. That's what bad guys do. Right. You're supposed to hate heels. You're not supposed to be like, I'm glad he cut on Daniel Bryan. <laughs> you know, he, he, Bo Dallas as a man, I'm sure is equally as upset as anybody else that Daniel Bryan's re-injured and had to vacate his IC title. Right. The Bo Dallas character couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier. Right. Fits right into what he needs to do 
to make Bo Dallas more relevant. Absolutely. Like I saw somebody on Twitter today, and it's it's. I didn't mean for this to become a, a lead topic, but but it, it uh, somebody I saw somebody say uh, how much they hate Rusev and he shouldn't be on the show because I hate him. No, he, he he should be on this show because you hate him. The 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 whole point of what he does is to get you to hate him. If you hate him, he's doing his job correctly. And then I put it out there on our on our Twitter. How boring would wrestling be if it was all baby faces? Like if if you took that logic and every time somebody got booed because they did something mean, you know, like Rusev does. Rusev is a mean guy, you know. Every time somebody got booed, they got fired. So you're just left with, you know, a, a roster of of Dean Ambroses and and John Cena's, and then it's all it's all good guys. They're all happy. Everybody gets along. Kind of defeats the purpose of pro wrestling, would it not? Right. I, I would assume you wouldn't have to have a match. They would right, just would sit just around like and eat little crumpets and tea. Right. That's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I guess Barrett would be one of them. That we well, no, he wouldn't be there because he's, right, he's a bad guy. Right. He would. He would upset the tea and crumpet party. Um, Jim, you're, you're right, dude. I mean, and and if a heel does his job right, he makes you like the face better. Mm-hmm. Like he makes you. I mean, it's one thing to he really makes you invest in the face character. If he's doing it, the authority is a great, great example. They are so good at what they do. To the common fan, I don't even think you know how good of a heel stable Triple H and Stephanie are. Right. I mean, they can run circles around you and really just have you going in 101 directions. You might not even be a huge Daniel Bryan fan. Just look at Daniel Bryan. We're having our conversation about Daniel Bryan and the Bo Dallas thing and everything like that. Really stemming from two years ago's WrestleMania, building up to WrestleMania 30, when the authority, Triple H, kept Daniel Bryan down and kept him down and kept him down. And kept right. him down. You were now invested in Daniel Bryan to finally overcome. And then the payoff at WrestleMania was was a celebration for everybody. Everybody cheered. That yes, that yes, Chan was never bigger than at WrestleMania 30. Yeah. So so with, with without the heel, right? There there is that no yes doesn't movement. exist. There's no yes movement or yes revolution or whatever they were calling it now. But yeah, th- there's none of that because without without the bad guy, he doesn't have to be a good guy. He doesn't have to have anything to fight for. Right. If you have just all protagonists. And you don't have the antagonist. It's pointless. You right. Know, stories have to work that way. You have to have the right. antagonist. Oh. I mean, you've learned that in, in, what, fourth grade free writing, whatever the hell you want to call it. Right. You know, you'll learn that stuff. Yeah. Jimmy, I mean, and here's the deal. Don't get me wrong. I like a face versus face match just as much as anybody else. Like, I really do. A match like that is fantastic. Because you get excited when you see two good guys going at it. Same thing with two bad guys. You know, I enjoy that. Who's gonna? Who? What bad guy's gonna kick the crap out of the bad guy? Worse, right? But you're right. A heel versus it has to be that way. It has to be that conflict. Yeah, and they're doing their job. If you don't like them, you should be angry with the face, with the heel. Bingo. The the angrier you get, the 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 better they are. You know, and I think you know we we've said it numerous times on this show. If a heel or or a face 
if they're not if they're not getting a reaction, if somebody's not getting booed or somebody's not getting cheered, that's when it's the problem. Because there needs to be a reaction. It doesn't it doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be bad. It depends what your character is. But if you're coming out there and you hear cricket, that's when it's not working. That's when they probably shouldn't be on TV. Right. That's when they're not doing their job. And, and, and they've, they have failed as, as a face or they failed as, as a heel. They, right. they, they dropped the ball. Exactly. And exactly. that's when it's okay to boo. But I mean, I'm not saying boo them, but I mean, you boo the, the performance, if you will. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. That's where the CM Punk chance coming. <laughs> Which so, we haven't heard in a while. Good job, WWE Universe. Right. The last couple live go. shows have finally let we it might go. Have finally let it go. I mean, I'm sure you'll hear them whenever you get to Chicago. But uh, if, if that's the only time, then, then I think we're doing okay. You're right. Um, Ryan, let's talk about Raw. I'm just going to highlight a few of the segments that kind of stood out to me. Um, I didn't think it was the best Raw. I didn't think it was the worst Raw. It was just kind of, eh, it was there. I thought that, that last week's Raw, the one, unfortunately, we didn't get to cover, um, which, again, we apologize, you know, had some had some problems here with uh, with the Internet here at, at my house. If, if you can't, uh, if, if I can't get on the Internet, it's kind of going to be hard to, Host an internet radio show. So again, we, we apologize for that. Got everything fixed. Yeah, and then we, we we all we all intended on on the recording a show, and then it was Mother's Day. And it, it was, was Mother's weekend, Day. It, you know, next thing you know, we were watching this week's Raw, and it's like, it, we're sorry, it happened. Yes, it, it, it doesn't. It, it, this hasn't. We haven't missed a show in a long while. Right. If we, you know, really if something been. happens, we miss a live show. We've we've you know gotten a recorded show over the weekend. You know, like we said, it was a holiday weekend. It just didn't work out. We do apologize for that. We appreciate you uh, sticking with us. But I'd love to go over a few things Real on quick, roll. Before we get started, I just wanted to jump in here. I just got the notification. Um, at the NXT Philly show, it's at the Tower Theater, the main event tonight, Sasha Banks is defending her championship against Charlotte. Um, and that is their main event match for awesome. the NXT show. How awesome is that? Well, yeah, because I, I saw earlier somebody tweeted that, that Kevin Owens defended his, successfully defended his title. I think it was in a triple threat match. So I was, and I, it seemed like it was the, like the first or second match of the night, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. What, you know, and then I was like, what's going to be the main event? Really cool. Uh, really cool. Uh, I, I just see on my, on my Twitter feed scrolling down, somebody says that the, there is a, it's currently a better than payback chant going down there so uh you know the philly crowd you know and i think that's probably why they they, they started this uh nxt live tour there um one of the one of the best crowds you know it's got to be right up there with new york and chicago and london philadelphia is such a hotbed this area is such a hotbed for professional wrestling um i did say professional wrestling um for uh and, and so very very cool for the um the NXT to, to get things done there. Now, uh, I did forget to say, you can call in and talk to Ryan and I during the show if you want to, 724-444-7444, and the call ID you'll be asked for is 135-138. Again, 724-444-7444, call ID 
1-3-8. You can tweet us during the show at 3 Count Thursday and make sure you like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash 3 Count Thursday. Brian, the, the, the biggest thing from Raw that stood out to me, and, and obviously it, it's not, you know, we've, we've you know, we, we've talking about fun things and then we alluded to it with the, um, the Bo Dallas promo, but Daniel Bryan, um, been a lot of rumors. What's going on with Daniel Bryan? And, and you know, on Monday, uh, very early in the morning, a lot of uh, a lot of internet chatter that Daniel Bryan was booked for Raw, that he was going to be on Raw, and and, and a lot of people saying uh, that he uh, that he was going to be returning, that he was, was going to announce a match at Payback. And I said, look, I'm not so sure. I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm not trying to say that Daniel Bryan is not returning and is not healthy because I want him to be healthy. I'm wearing a Daniel Bryan t-shirt as we are, are doing this show. I love Daniel Bryan. I love the yes movement. Yet last year at WrestleMania was incredible. This year, him winning the Intercontinental Ladder match was incredible. And I thought, what an opportunity to bring that title back to prominence because the fans love it. And, you know, look at what Cena's doing to the U.S. title. Daniel Bryan could have could have been that for the Intercontinental Championship, but it, it not to be injury problems has flared up. They didn't say specifically if it's the neck, if it's if it's his arm, if it's his shoulder, um, but there's problems. Um, and then he hasn't said if he's going to have surgery. You would think if he's going to want to return, he's, he's probably going to need surgery. Um, and I know, you know, and 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 I. I I understand this, Ryan, because I'm kind of this way too, not as much on the level as Daniel Bryan is. But I believe in this this idea that the body is the best healer of injury and, and, and the body heals itself. And, you know, you don't always rush to the Advil. You don't always rush to, um, you know, so, something, you know, for your stomach or for every little ache and pain or for every, you know, every time you get a little sniffle, you run to the doctor and get an antibiotic. You let your body fight it. When your body can't fight it anymore, then you go seek help. Because, you know, think of over the course of history how much, you know, before medi- you know, before so much medicine and things, people still lived and, and lived a very long time. So I think there is something to what what Daniel Bryan's mindset is. But when, when you're at the point he is... Eh, you got to think that it's time medically to step in there. Yeah, I mean, there is. You have to do something. You know, um, I mean, what it boils down to in my mind, it's, it's a damn shame. I mean, it's a damn shame. This is the second year that, that he's captured gold at a WrestleMania, <laughs> that, that an injury overtook it, and he had to, uh, to lay the belt down. Um, I mean, really, really a damn shame. Um, Jim, I get what you're saying, and... and I don't think they rushed him back this year. I think that he had enough time. Um, I think surgery, like you said, is, is probably what he's going to have to do. Um, but this had a, 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 an edge feel to it. Um, and, and if you've watched wrestling for a while, you know what I'm talking about with, with the edge kind of thank you speech. Um, so, uh, man, it's, just, it's a freaking bummer. It really, really is a bummer. Um, and, and you have to worry, like, what's what's going to happen to Daniel Bryan if he comes back? If, if he's healed up and he comes back, is is there another title run in his future? Can can the WWE put a title on him again with the concern that this is just going to happen again in a couple months? Do you, do you see him main eventing? I mean, main eventing, maybe. 
but you see him in the like the the, the WWE title picture. It's hard. I, I don't know you could do it. It's a shame, but I really don't know, Jim, if you could do that. Yeah, Ryan, I, I don't... Um, I think if you're going to... If you're going to have Daniel Bryan, if he ever returns, he needs to not be thrown into any title picture for a while. And he needs to be eased back in. I'm not saying the WWE had anything to do with, with the recurrence of this injury or, you know, had or rushed him back, I should say, because he was medically cleared. His doctor cleared him. However, in hindsight, was it a smart idea to have him wrestling two matches on a Monday Night Raw, have him wrestling two matches on Raw, then a SmackDown, and then, you know, doing house shows every weekend. And, and you know, it, it seemed like he, the guy takes almost a full year off and is back to working the same schedule, if not um, even more so than he, than he did a, a year ago. So if he comes back, he need they they need to ease him back in. He needs not be in a title picture, you know, for for six seven months or so, to see if he can, you know, come back and not be injured, and not get injured because I think that that's where the problem came in. Is you know he was thrust back into that and they they just didn't know. It was the fear of the unknown. They just didn't know if he was going to be able to return and, 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 and stay healthy. And unfortunately, he hasn't been. And he was unable to stay healthy. And for the second year in a row, almost a year to the day that he had to forfeit the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, he has to forfeit the Intercontinental Championship. And it, it, it's so unfortunate. No, Jim, you're right. It, it, again, it really is unfortunate. Um, I think the WWE has a lot to look at. You're looking at a guy who, in eight days, turns 34 years old. Nothing that's old. 34. I'm not saying that's old. When you have people like like Kane and Big Show, and, and, and I get that they're near the end of their career, but uh, you know, 34, you're not a spring chicken anymore. You're out of your 20s. Uh, 34. In eight days, the guy's been wrestling. I think he started his career in like 1999 or 2000. So the guy's been wrestling 15 years. You know that he's taken a toll on his body. He absolutely has. Um, ah, man, I just ah, it it, it really does break it, my it heart. Does, man. It really does. Watching that speech, I, I it just it just really you know really bummed me out. And I'm sure, you know, they bummed bummed everybody in the back out. And, you know, you can only imagine what what Daniel Bryan and, uh, you know, Bree and and Daniel's family and and everybody's going through on that side. You know, and and now, Ryan, the question is, and um, I think you you posted it on the Facebook page, is, you know, is it time or maybe somebody, you know, asked the question, you know, is it is should Daniel Bryan re- even return or should he retire? 
And, you know, I, I've seen that back and forth for the last couple of days, and, I, and I've seen differing opinions, and, and in my head I've had differing opinions. But here's the thing. If he, can, if he gets the surgery, um, I mean, even if he doesn't get the surgery and, and he has, you know, he goes through treatments and he has medical clearance, I'm not going to sit here and, and say that this guy shouldn't come back and do what he wants to do. Um, because that's his career. That's what he, that's what he, uh, that's what he loves to do. I'm not going to say he should retire, but it, it should definitely be an option at this point. I mean, and it's unfortunate because he, he is so good at what he does, but is the, is the body because he's had hard years and, and his style is very rough on the body. The flying headbutt probably is, wasn't the smartest. Is is the is the body is his body just telling him we, we we're done? It, it, it's enough. It could be, dude. I mean, and if that's the case, you know, it's time for him to retire. You know, his 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 well being and his life and and his future. Um, you know, in in real life, married to Brie, to Brie Bella, that you know. A couple more months to run, another title run in the WWE probably isn't worth it. And it's hard for me to say that because I'm not a wrestler, I'm not in the business, and I'm not trying to put myself there. Um, so if anybody assumes that, you're dead wrong. Um, I just sympathize with the guy for the hard-ass decision he has to make because it's one that I wouldn't want to make. Um, and you brought it up, Jim. Uh, back on the 12th, we posted on the Facebook page um, that after Raw in a heartfelt speech that Daniel Bryan relinquishes Intercontinental Championship um, due to his title. And it was uh, a post we got some interaction on. Um, uh, a follower named Kelly just said sad. And that, that's the first thing that kind of comes to my mind. It really is sad. Um, and then a gentleman by the name of Keith said uh, he, he better retire before they tell him to retire. It's not good for business to keep him winning titles and then him having to forfeit them. And I said, Keith, I hate to say this, but I agree with him. Uh, I don't want him putting his health and well-being on the line for the sake of entertainment. And then that's really what it comes down to. It's just entertainment. Um, if he cannot go 100%, um, I agree that it's time for Daniel Bryan to retire. I honestly hate to say it, but it's true. I don't want a Daniel Bryan at 80%. Like, it's not fair for anybody. It's not, it's not fair for the fans to, to see Daniel Bryan at 80%. It's not fair for Daniel Bryan to only be able to perform at 80%. So, Keith, I think you got it absolutely right. You know, if, if Daniel Bryan can't be 100%, and, 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 and I've always been one, I'd rather walk away than be told to walk away. So if, if Daniel Bryan thinks it's time to go, it's time to go. Yeah, it, and, you know, it, it's going to be uh, compelling, interesting to see what happens over the next couple months, um, you know, where, where Daniel Bryan uh, you know, is left and, and, and where he can go from here. Um, because, you know, we don't know. And, you know, it, it is. It's really unfortunate for him, and it's unfortunate for the WWE. Um, you know, hopefully he, he can rebound and he can get healthy. And, and the bottom line is, you know, we talk about it from a wrestling standpoint, but hopefully he can just be healthy in life. You know, because ultimately, right. 
there comes a point where those the lights go down and the and the the, the fans go away, and and these guys have to live their life. And sometimes we as fans, and I'm sometimes as guilty of it as, as anybody, being selfish, selfishly wanting them to always be there when when Raw comes on and when the pay per views come on. Um, but you know the, these guys, they eventually retire and they move on, and you know, hopefully he can he can be healthy and live his life and just be healthy. Even if he never wrestles again, he's done enough. Um, you know, for me, he, I'm, I will always be a Daniel Bryan fan. Um, but, uh, you know, we obviously uh, wish him the best. M- moving uh, to, to another segment, a, a segment that's, in my opinion, Ryan, um, become one of the, the, the feature moments of raw and that is that this uh, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on on the rest of this stuff here but the, the cena open challenge you know we everybody wants to say well the, the the promo every week is exactly the same who cares because he's going out and he's putting on the best match again this week in my opinion and he is um you know he's you know put he's in my opinion, putting over these young guys, and I know he's not losing to them. But these these guys are putting are being a part of the best match on the card with the most visible guy in the bat in the locker room, and week by week, it, it's what people are talking about. And this week against Neville is no different. And it was and and the way this match ended with Neville hitting the red arrow, looking like he's going to get the pin, interrupted by Rusev because this t- all ties together. We talk about continuity. Well, Sunday, they wrestle for the U.S. title. If Neville wins, guess what? They're just in an I-quit match for no reason. So Rusev has stock in it. And guess what? If Rusev wins on Sunday, who probably has a claim to that? Or even if Cena retains, who probably has a claim to that? Neville. I thought this was a brilliant match, brilliantly booked, and a brilliant way to finish this match. I don't care what anybody thinks. Jim, 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 Jim. Here's the problem, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to be smarmy when I say this, but we're we're talking about um, a lot of fans on the internet wrestling community that that don't understand that when you lose to John Cena, you're not being buried. That you can lose to John Cena and actually elevate your status on the card because you're wrestling for a title. On, on the flagship show of Raw. And just because you lose, the rub that you get from being in that position is okay. The loss doesn't hurt you in instances like this. It, 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 people still still don't understand it. Nope. I mean, as soon as somebody eats, eats a pin to John Cena, it's John Cena buries them again. And the 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 ex wrestler X is getting no respect. You know, it put Sami Zayn in a fantastic position last last week. Was it last week in Montreal mm-hmm. with Bret Hart? Huge huge spot. Uh, same thing with Neville. It put Neville. They've done Neville so freaking right, Jim. So right since they brought him up. Right. And the guy hasn't won many matches. No. But he's being highlighted against some of the top-tier talent on the main roster of Raw, and you can't 
ask for anything more than that. And you can't teach that? You can't teach that. <laughs> no. No, here's the Thanks for bringing that up. Freaking IWC, quit being soft. <laughs> Honest to God. Yeah. That, that's what it comes down to. You it know, does. You, you can eat a loss. You're not being buried. This has become the best thing. Go back and listen to our shows, Jim, from six months ago. We bitched and complained that the Intercontinental title and the United States Championship didn't mean crap. They're not being defended. Um, we never see title matches on Raw. We never see Raw. title matches on Raw. All of a sudden, John Cena has the United States Championship, your second-tier belt. He's defending it on every single Raw. Every single Raw. Yeah. Go back to the Attitude Era. You didn't see a title match every week on Raw. No, you did the hardcore match. Oh, okay. So you didn't see a title match every week on Raw. Well, they had a European title. So you didn't see a title <laughs> match every week on Raw. Right, you're absolutely right. Um, so, so they finally do something with these belts, and people still want to bitch and complain about, oh, it's the same thing every week, John Cena retain. There's going to come a time where John Cena doesn't retain. You right. Know? And then whoever picks up that belt, better damn sight do something to keep the momentum and, and, and the swagger that John, that John Cena put on this title now because John Cena has done this title right. And here's the deal. Y'all know I'm not a John Cena fan. I'm really not. I think he can do a lot more. How, how do you want to say that? No, because the guy does a lot for, for the company. Does a lot. I'm just, I'm just not a style of the John Cena fan of his wrestling style. It doesn't work for me, whatever. But I'm slowly becoming a believer. Slowly becoming a John Cena believer. I, I've I've been on the train for a little bit, Ryan. I know you and Matt have both. Uh, you, you've had you've had some fun at my expense over it, and I knew it would happen. I knew when I started to say, um, you know, that I was starting to come around on Cena a few months ago. I knew that it was going to to uh, get you guys to you know to have a little bit of fun with it, and I and I get it. But it was it was even beyond that. Now, if you know Big Jim. <laughs> and, and you know, and you know myself, and you know Matt. We have issues with shopping on the WWE shop. Far I'm the worst. Often. You absolutely. I'm are by the far worst. the worst. I'll admit it. And, I, and, and I will admit, you picked it up. It was on the sale rack. It was a John Cena shirt. The, the neon John one Cena from about shirt. a year ago. It doesn't matter. It was a John Cena shirt. Which, the, ne- which one, neon wait, wait, shirt wait, wait, from wait. a year ago? The one I bought from a year ago was the, was the black and neon one. It's better than what he's wearing now. It's not nearly as bad as what he's wearing now. You're right. You're right. Okay. okay. I, did, I had to clear that. myself a little bit. I will give you that. So, so you, when you add the fact that you own the John Cena t-shirt and, and, and you're speaking up to John Cena, and I'll be honest, it's kind of a unpopular, I guess, opinion to have right now as, as a wrestling fan, especially an adult wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm warming up to the idea you know, that, that John Cena is a decent wrestler. Um, and, and in the past month, you can't say that he hasn't put on good matches because he has. Right, and, and that's the thing. What we're seeing out of John Cena right now is, is by far the the best work he's ever done. And it, it, it helps the guys that he's working with are elevating him, but he's also elevating them. You know, Stardust and Neville and, and you know, the, the, these other guys that he's been working with have absolutely brought out the best in Cena, but I think he's also brought out the best in them because 
go back to when Cena broke in versus Kurt Angle. You know, that's kind of what he did for Sami Zayn last week. Absolutely. You know, so we're seeing it come full circle for the people that say, you know, Cena never does anything for these younger guys. He's, he's, he's proven, he's proven people wrong a little bit. No, it's, it's, it's not perfect. I'm intrigued and we'll talk about it later when we preview payback, but I'm really intrigued by what happens this Sunday. Will, will John Cena who never gives up, will he give up to Rusev? We'll talk about that later. So, but but again, I love the open challenge. I love what they're doing with it. Hopefully, um, uh, uh, the elimination chamber, which we'll talk about here shortly, um, the 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 event at the end of the month, when once the intercontinental title is finally sorted out, hopefully the intercontinental title can get. And I never thought I'd say this. The, hopefully, the intercontinental title can get elevated to where the U.S. title is. <laughs> right. But it, it, it does, and, and I think with, with with the strength of the mid-card, and I don't want to keep you know ragging that WWE is just mid-card heavy, but with the strength of the mid-card, you know, I think, it's, I think it's something that can happen and should happen that, that the, these belts almost compete against each other, make everybody stronger. Jim, you're right, and, and I don't think we're ragging when we say anything like this. The WWE is mid-card heavy right now. Um, what we're seeing is we're seeing a division of the upper mid-card and the lower mid-card, which is fine. That that you're really seeing the talent. That, and then the creative, I guess you can even say, the WWE creative has something to do with, um, kind of flow to the top. And they're the people that are competing you know, for these titles. I'm stoked for the Intercontinental Championship to get sorted out. Um. At, at, at Elimination Chamber. Um, and, and you're right, I hope that we see this, because we haven't seen what Daniel Bryan can do with the Intercontinental Championship. We haven't seen what creative, and I guess, yeah, has for the IC title. Um, you know, do they have to compete both on Raw every week? No, but I, I'd like to see the IC title mean as much as the as the U.S. title at least does right now. I mean... We've been on this for for a year, and you know, oh Barrett will legitimize the IC title. Didn't do a whole lot with it, um, you know. And then now, now finally with Brian, you know, it's and it's damn unfortunate, like you said, but you know, it's the IC title has had a rough go of it the past couple years. Really, it has. I'd like to, and I wish Matt was here. This is where Matt comes in handy. Um, he, he whips it out real quick and lets me know who who the past five champions were for the IC title, the guy's quick as anything, but uh, I'm going to turn it back over to you, Jim. I'm going to look it up, see who the last few people to hold the Intercontinental title was and, and see if we can find a chance that it's been legitimized or, or means anything because, man, that, you're right, and it's, a, it's sad to say with the history of the IC title that currently, right now today, May, 5th, May 14th, that the U.S. title means more than the IC title. Well, but, I mean, week. you even go back, you know, seven, eight years ago, and, and I'm just, this is kind of a general number, but, you know, there was a time where the, the WWE championship didn't seem to mean as much as the World Heavyweight Championship or even the mid you know, just the way things were booked. It just seemed to be less important. So everything goes in waves. And, and when we talk about it being mid-card heavy, Ryan, when you think about it, though, right before the Attitude Era, when... Uh, and I'm not saying we're gonna we're like on the cusp of having another attitude era because I don't think we ever will. 
But when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart, when those guys left the WWF at the time, the WWE, if you looked at you looked at the WWE, I mean, you had Shawn Michaels, you Triple H. You know, Shawn Michaels is the main eventer at that point, but Triple H, mid Carter, even Stone Cold at that point, kind of a mid Carter. The Rock, mid Carter. There were so many guys at the beginning of that Attitude Era that were so mid Carter. I mean, you had the Undertaker, who was a main eventer. Shawn Michaels. There wasn't a lot of main event guys. It was so mid-card heavy. But you know what? Those years, those next few years, were absolutely incredible. And look at where we're standing now. I mean, you have, obviously, Rollins, you know, is, is, is the title holder. Lesnar will be around this summer. But if you look at the, the, the roster, I mean, Reigns, Ambrose, Barrett, Ziggler, Sheamus, there's so many guys that are, like, upper mid-card. It just seems like there's so many upper mid carders, and then you have all these Nevilles and and uh, you know the, these guys that are coming in from NXT, and you have N- N- NXT filtering in. We're we're like I feel like the, the WWE is is just on this brink of some of the best product they've had in a long time. Do they absolutely are? You get really 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 good point, and and. To, to, for, for argument's sake, I think you can have some of these NXTers. Neville, I'd put him near the upper mid card right now, just the way they brought him in. Um, when Finn Balor comes in, he's got to be up there. When, when Sami Zayn and Kevin Owen comes in, I don't think they start on the bottom of the mid card pile. Kevin right? Owens could could he debut at Royal Rumble right next year, win the Royal Rumble. And I would have no qualms about him going right for the WWE championship. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely guy, that guy. He's so good. So good. So good. So over here. Here's here's the deal. I just pulled up the IC title real quick. Jim, this might blow your mind. Okay. The past year. Just uh, humor me for three minutes here. May fourth, twenty fourteen. Bad news. Barrett wins it. Vacates it in June uh, due to his shoulder injury. So he didn't defend it very much during that time either. Mm-hmm. Miz wins the nineteen man battle royal to pick up the belt in July. Not even a month later, drops it to Dolph Ziggler in August. In September, uh, drops it back to The Miz at Night of Champions. Mm-hmm. The next night, The Miz drops it back to Dolph Ziggler on Raw. Okay. This is September. November, Dolph Ziggler drops it to Luke Harper on Raw. Okay. Luke Harper holds it for 27 days before dropping it back to Dolph Ziggler at TLC. Uh-huh. That was December 14th. Dolph Ziggler holds the title for 22 days, dropping it to Bad News Barrett January of this year, order Raw. Um, and then Barrett holds it for the longest time, 83 days, dropping it at, at WrestleMania to Daniel Bryan in the latter match, who holds it for 43 days. And I'm not sure if he even defended it. Since WrestleMania, no, I don't. I don't think he did. It was shortly after they went on the European tour. Then he was sent home, and uh, you know we, we are where we are. And officially and, vacates it in May 11th. Right, and and Ryan, you 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 talk about the when Barrett won it in January, and of course throughout January and February and a little bit of March, you had all that nonsense with it it being 
you know, stolen by Ambrose and stolen by our truth. Although the way our truth stole it was like the little, uh, like Looney Tunes kind of creep in. Humorous, thing. sure. It was very humorous, but but they used it on the comedy skits. Right. The the your what should be your second most important championship, um, became a comedy prop for like a month and a half. You know, everybody everybody and their mother ended up stealing this belt and walking away from it. In a year, it switched hands nine times and vacated oh, twice. Yeah. I mean, that's unreal. I mean, obviously, the injury, you know, the injuries, vacating the titles, it's, it's something you couldn't control. But, wow, nine times in a year. I mean, that's, that's like, you know, one in a third month people are holding this belt for. That's bad. You know, wasn't, wasn't there a time, Ryan, where... Uh, was it Steamboat or, or Honky Tonk Man held it for like a year or something or more? I mean, it, it was a... And Honky Tonk also, Man only ever had one reign. One reign is the Intercontinental title. And then um, it was over 400. It was like 440-some days. Something ridiculous. Like that, yeah. And then the, the Warrior ended up beating him at, right, at right, SummerSlam right. Madison Square Garden. But, I mean, that that title, and, and that was a title that, if you know, if Bret Hart broke from, uh, you know, broke from the Hart Foundation... After WrestleMania seven, um, you know WrestleMania eight. I know he won the Intercontinental Championship from Rowdy Roddy Piper. The very next year at WrestleMania nine, Brett was incoming as the WWF champion, and that's only one of many tales of guys that 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 Intercontinental Championship. And I mean, not to just talk about the, the the belt, but the belt design. That the belt, the look of the belt that we have now, when you held that belt, it was a stepping stone to being the WWE champion. Right. And it's just not that anymore. I mean, here's the scary thing. It, I'm pulling a lot of stuff off Wikipedia right now. Jericho's held the belt nine times. He's a nine-time Intercontinental Champion, but he's also went on to main events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Jeff Jarrett held the belt six times. <laughs> RVD held it six times. And then Bad News Barrett held it five times. Wow. And, I mean, in, in the past year, it feels like. Well, those, those five reigns. I mean, in the, that's in as the, much as it's bouncing around right now. In the same time, Randy Orton's held between the, the World Heavyweight Championship, the, the, the big gold belt, and the WWE title, has been a 12-time world champion. Right. You know, uh, I think you and I were talking about this on Monday. We were watching Raw. Is you know, when when Bret Hart and Hulk Hogan won the WWF Championship for the fifth time, you couldn't believe that a guy was a five-time champion. And then it, that that made Ric Flair. And again, it was between the NWA and WCW and WWF. But when 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 Ric Flair said sixteen-time champion, I mean, it just showed how good Ric Flair was. And I'm not again. I'm not. I'm not trying to crap on Cena, but Cena's a 15-time world champion, right? I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put Ric Flair and John Cena in in the same conversation in terms of wrestlers. Hell, I wouldn't put John. And this is no offense to Randy Orton, but I wouldn't put Ric Flair and Randy Orton in the same damn book. No, no. And I'm not. And I'm trying. I'm not Especially getting Especially now with those smart. giant elbow pads. Those elbow pads are the worst. They are the worst. Somebody, can we start? Look, I know that you know. I'm going to just take a quick, quick detour onto into Sportsland. What? I, what? What on this show hasn't been a detour? Exactly. But people in the last three days have raised fifteen thousand dollars to pay 
billionaire Robert Kraft's one million dollar fine That's because pathetic. of Deflategate. Can we start a Go GoFundMe account where if we raise a hundred dollars, we can buy Randy Orton real elbow pads, smaller elbow pads, like just just ones that don't have. Went to a jobber and stole his knee pads and put them on his elbow. <laughs> and I think I think Randy Orton's knee pads are smaller than his elbow pads. It, it just for a guy, and and maybe he has elbow problems. I don't know. I'm not trying to crap on the guy, but for a guy that has spent, I, I mean, a, a like decent Randy amount of Orton's time and money to us. To, to, What's oh, yeah, like you're making so, fun of me for? I have tennis elbow. <laughs> right, he's, he's sitting around. He talks apparently, too. I'm so sorry if he's listening. <laughs> that was the worst impression. I'm so he, sorry. He, a guy that has spent so much time of his of his life and, and money, I know they're not cheap, getting full sleeve tattoos on both arms, he, between tape and elbow pad, has covered up about 85% of his arm. Maybe, maybe the WWE is thinking tattoos aren't PG. They might not be PG. I mean, they I mean, didn't. If, if you watch Total Divas, they didn't want Paige to get the tattoo across her chest. So maybe, maybe tattoos are not PG. Yeah. <laughs> Who the hell does? Well, right, we only got like ten minutes the until the end of the first Let's hour. Bring it back to the Intercontinental Title. Yes, Jim. Do you know who had the shortest Intercontinental Title run in the WWE history? Um, well, so, it's up here. Coco, beware. Uh, Dean Douglas, actually, less than a day. Oh, that's a I should have known that. Yeah, he was just on Austin's podcast. Just, yeah, he was. He had a great, great podcast. Great too. podcast. And then the second, the second shortest would have been the Mountie. Uh, held it for a full two days. <sighs> the Mountie. But, yeah, Dean Douglas. So, a little uh, infamy there for uh, for Man. our buddy Shane. Man, I should have known that because cause, uh, he was talking about his, his run as Dean Douglas on Austin's podcast. And Man. what a run it was. What what a run it was. I mean, he's a, he's a brilliant guy um if you haven't listened to that uh, steve i think it was the unleashed stone cold steve austin podcast check it out it, it is it's one of the best ones he's ever done um and uh i know we had the chance to see uh shane douglas at lcw uh this past month i think he's going to be there again this month in may um you know he, he's around the area you know make sure you see him guys like him uh guys like rhino it's, it's cool snitsky it's cool to see those guys it's cool to see those guys work, um, and, uh, and 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 to be for us to be on the same show, um, or part of the same show uh, as 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 these guys and, and all the guys that 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 worked LCW last month and are and part of that organization. Um, but more about that in the coming weeks. Again, Ryan, gonna gonna jump down, uh, gonna skip a few topics since we are closer to the end of the first hour. We have uh, you know plenty plenty more to get to um coming off of the uh run of axel mania and the Mizdal split up this week um you know it was reported last week that, that he did this on on main event this week on raw um it was uh seemingly going to be axel mania versus macho mandal um, which then the Ascension interrupted them. And you had the new Mega Powers, for lack of a better word. Um, I think I think Matt, when he sent me his uh, payback predictions, called them Sandaxel. Um, so however you want to call them, you had kind of this new Mega Powers, um, which first off, uh, Jay, Jay Lethal, uh, now in, in Ring of Honor, did... Uh, his black machismo gimmick in in TNA, where he was 
Randy Savage was incredible. I was hoping for at least a close level of similarity uh, in, in terms of the imitation from Damian Sandow, Damian Mizdow, Macho Mandow. Uh, it was pretty bad. Um, the segment itself was kind of cool because I felt I felt like, and I kind of said it to you, it was like the Mega Powers versus LOD, <laughs> um, which I guess is what they're going for. Um, uh, a quarter of the drawing ability. <laughs> a quarter, that's generous. Um, <laughs> and it's all to the credit of Mandel. Um, I hope this is a short-term thing. Uh, because I think Sandow, especially after that promo he cut the other week, really should get the chance to stand on his own. Um, and maybe this will just be the way to like tie up Axelmania and let it just kind of flutter off into into the, into the realm of history. Um, I, I thought it was a it was a fun segment, but th- this should not be a long term booking. No, I agree with you. It really, really shouldn't be. Uh... Man, and, and I, I was so excited for the Macho Man Dow thing. Um, I really, really was. And Jim, and, and it's funny because we watched this part together, and uh, we were waiting for one thing that that Jay Lethal did absolutely right, and we were like, maybe, maybe Sandow will do it. And he missed, I think, everything about the impersonation of, of Macho Man Randy Savage. Jay Lethal was so on par with how he performed. I mean, and, and you even pointed this out to me, Jim, hopping the way he hopped into the ring yes. over the ropes. Yes, that killed it for me. You know, um, um, whereas Sandow just climbed between just did the, the normal, second and third normal, the normal ring the ring that he always does. Go back and watch Macho Man. He would always hop, hop, yeah. hop the rope. Um, and, and, and Lethal, to his credit, picked up on that hopped and, and, and hopped the rope. Yeah. Um, and his mannerisms were just so freaking if you've good. Never, if you've never seen... Jay you know Lethal. Uh, we're going to post a video tonight. Yeah. Uh, we'll post it up there, facebook.com slash Thursday of Jay Lethal portraying him uh, as Black Machismo. It was back when he was in TNA. Um, again, something that we posted, because it was a fun segment, we posted it to the Facebook page. Um, and, and give a shout-out to Giovanni. He says, their gimmicks might be silly, um, but they're super entertaining. Um, here's the hoping Macho Mandela and Axel Mania winning, and then I think that's what's going to happen. Um, although there is, this is a moment that you could probably put the ascension over a little bit. Um, this is going to be your pay uh, payback uh, kickoff match. Um, so that's on the pre-show. So no big no big surprise there. Here's what I hope. I'm okay with Curtis Axel keeping the Axelmania thing. Yeah. I think you have to have Axelmania, and you have to put him over the Big Show. I think you have to have Axelmania slam Big Show. Drop the leg oh, and, and recreate WrestleMania that, three. That's good. I mean, there are plenty of moments that you can that you can play Axelmania with, and, and 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 kind of recreate these these little moments in history. Um, you know, I never I think, even thought of that. That's brilliant. It's it absolutely it's fantastic. It really really is. Um, then plus you have oh, there's just there's so many there's so many things you can do with Axelmania. Um, that 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 Mandel or Sandow or whatever the hell we're gonna call him right now. Um needs to just go on his own and, and, and get him in a, a good, good program that, that gives believability to his character. And I hope, I hope that in. Damian Sandow, or whatever they're going to call him, is in the Elimination Chamber for the Intercontinental Championship. And it's, it, it's, it's not, not as a David dumb Crockett, gimmick. It's him. Right. Right. If it's not David Crockett, bring it on. 
Right, exactly. And, Ryan, let's talk about the Elimination Chamber. It was announced during Raw um, that um, the Elimination Chamber is returning a network exclusive on Sunday, May 30th. So really two pay-per-views in the month of May. Uh, Of course, this one being a network exclusive. If you don't have the network, look, you uh, you can get it for free this month. I actually happened to get it for free this month because I didn't have enough money in my bank account to pay for it when it came time to be billed at the start. And then when I did, they gave me the month of, uh, for free. Nice. Yeah, so you know, I, I finally get something from the WWE there Network. Um, if you don't have it, I don't know why you don't have it, but if you don't have it, get it. Get it for this month. Get it for this week. Watch Payback. Watch NXT. Give the NXT uh, pay-per-view next week. Um which, uh, you know, is, is said to be pretty good. But uh, and then you have the Elimination Chamber. There's going to be an Intercontinental Championship Elimination Chamber match and a Tag Team Championship Elimination Chamber match. So uh, those are the two things that have been announced so far. Um, obviously, you know, it, more about kind of the shock that it's returning because it was kept as a secret for so long. Uh, I'm, I, I'm actually excited about it, Ryan. I am, too. Um, really, really am, Jim. Uh, it was always a fun, a fun match. It, it really is a fun match. Um, I was actually reading some about it. There's a lot of arenas that can't support the Elimination Chamber. I don't know if you caught anything about this, Jim. Mm-hmm. But um, with, with renovations and everything to, to arenas, and I think the inclusion of the overhead, um, oh, what the hell am I trying, the scoreboard that would hang down or something like that, it's hard for them to build the Elimination Chamber. So it was in a stadium that, that they were able to do it with. I believe they actually canceled a, uh, a scheduled house show that day because um, they, were, they were scheduled in, like, Tennessee or something like that. Um, and Cena and everything was, a, was scheduled to be wrestling on, uh, on the house show. And maybe, I don't know, planes exist. It's not that far of a flight. Maybe a two-hour flight that they could probably hop down to. I think it's in Texas, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, the American Bank Center, Corpus Christi, Texas. Okay, Corpus Christi. So, uh, I, I I read a report. I'd have to look into it, but um, kind of excited for that. And I think uh, it was kind of a, a quick decision. Again, from what I was reading, the WWE decided to do this. I don't know if a lot had to do with Daniel Bryan and it being a really good way to come up with a legitimate, strong person to hold this belt. Um, in such a match like the Elimination Chamber. Also booked on the show, which is what I'm really excited about, is the tag team titles are going to be determined inside the Elimination Chamber. Not a lot of talk about it. So uh, there's two ways they can do it, Jim. I guess they can do three teams, every man in a pod, or they can do six teams and put two men in a pod. I don't know if that's too many people in the ring at one time. I don't know. But wouldn't that be something? Six teams. Yeah, it it, could be crazy. I, I think I think that is the most intriguing thing. It's probably why Harper and Rowan are back together. You need to have more freaking tag teams right. on the roster. But um, yeah, it's uh, that's the part I'm looking forward to the most. The is the tag team match because we've never seen that before. We've never seen a tag team elimination chamber match. So right, right. So how they're going to do it? That's what really excites me. I've got a really bad feeling that they're going to just do three teams each person in their own pod. But uh, but we will see. Uh, I'm not jumping to any conclusions. But, yeah, 
Cool to have it back on. Um, cool to, for it to be a network exclusive. I think they should have announced it this month and made you buy it in June, but that's just that, me. That would have been probably smarter. Right, but. right. But then again, if you want to just keep giving away your product. Well, here's the thing, Ryan, and, and I know that that's kind of been one of the, the complaints from people is that it, it, oh, they keep announcing it every month free. Netflix, I mean, you, when you, you get a month free and then you start your subscription. So I think in, instead of the WWE going, oh, you can get May for free. Oh, you can get April for free. Then then it's May. Uh, I'm almost positive that, you know, when June rolls around, guess what? You know, for new subscribers, you can get June for free. Why don't you just say, if you're a new subscriber, your first month will be free. And just just book it kind of the way Netflix does. Because, you know, Netflix doesn't try to hide that. Right. I mean, that's just what they do. So why doesn't the WWE just do that? For new subscribers, the first month is free, and then you can enjoy the content. I think that would just look better than, you know, hey, April's free, and then you think, oh, well, then everybody has to pay in May. Oh, now May's free. Oh, now June's free. I think because I think the only month, the only two months this year that hasn't been free was the uh, Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, Rumble and WrestleMania. Yep. So. You know, and, and, and it'll probably be that way forever, you know, because they don't want to give away their, their, their biggest events for free. But, um, you know, that'll remain to be seen. Ryan, one little piece of news before we uh, kind of wrap up the hour, take a break, and then uh, we'll, we'll jump, actually bump the, the payback preview up a little bit, is um, last week there was uh, some talk that there was a, uh, there's a Owen Hart DVD Blu-ray set uh, being made by WWE. Um, Martha Hart, the the widow of Owen Hart, um, has actually spoke out against the product. Said, you know, she doesn't want it to be made. She wishes the WWE would just kind of, you know, let him uh, let him rest in peace and 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 you know honor him in that way and, and not keep bringing him up in wrestling. But there's apparently also been discussions that uh, the WWE wants to induct Owen Hart in the WWE Hall of Fame. Owen Hart, in my opinion, should already be there. Obviously, you know his family, you know, not allowing him to to put him in there, um, has been what's keeping him out. I mean, I, I really have mixed feelings about it because you are talking about you know a family, an immediate family, a spouse, and and kids who do not want him, his name to be mentioned and his career to be talked about. But in the same time. You know, in, in in a selfish way, I know Owen had planned to retire early, but you know what? He was proud of the work he did in wrestling. His family is a wrestling family. Um, at some point, and and I, and I and I don't mean to sound cruel because I don't know the pain that you know Martha and the kids feel, but I know that you know there are siblings of Owen Hart and other family of Owen Hart that want him to be in the Hall of Fame. And that says a lot. I, I hope that he goes in at some point. I would really hope um, that his that his wife and kids come around because, you know, when when Kurt Hennig got put in, his, his wife and kids, Curtis Axel being his son, were there to accept it. And, you know, and, and when other people, you know, Paul Bear's sons were there to accept it and, you know, spouses or, or brothers 
you don't you don't want Bret Hart to have to accept it because Owen's wife and kids won't. You know, I would love to see Owen's family accept it, Bret induct him. Yeah, I think that's the way it would need to have to be to happen. Um it, it it is a shame. I mean it really is a shame this year we're uh looking sixteen years this year uh, passed away back in nineteen ninety nine. Um I believe it was in May, wasn't it? We're we're really close. Yeah, I think it was uh, like May twenty third or something. Okay, so yeah, sixteen year. I mean, it's absolute shame. But Jim, you're right. I think uh, the DVD. I can see why people would would question and be upset with. Um, ultimately, the WWE makes money on that. You know what I mean? So so I could skip the DVD and be okay with it. I so that's why I think he deserves the DVD. I really do. Um, because I think he was pretty much left off of like the Hart Dynasty DVD. Um, that was a lot, you know, with with Bret Hart. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but no, that had some Natty and some Tyson Kidd. I mean, I know like obviously that. they mentioned Owen, but, uh, but briefly, but for like the most sec- part, he was excluded. His, right, right. No matches, no section of Owen Hart matches or anything like right, that. Right, right. Um, so you know what? If you don't want to make the DVD, I'm fine with that because then nobody makes money. I get, I get that. But a Hall of Fame induction, I would hope that after we, we've seen things like Warrior go in and the bridges, you know, that were that were fixed. Randy Savage. And and Randy Savage. And um, you know, and, and your your Paul Bear and the son coming out and, and, and uh and inducting him. You made a really good point with that. I I would hope that could mend some fences. And and I get it's never going to replace him. I, I totally understand that. Um, but I truthfully believe as a wrestling fan, the WWE Hall of Fame is is not just there for for sport, um, and not just there to 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 make money. That that it truly is a way to honor the greats in the business. And I would hope that that one day that everybody would come around and be on the same page. Um, and I would think that Bret Hart would have a lot to do with that. Um, and, and, and look, it was an awful mistake. It was an awful tragedy. Um, but it's what Owen would have wanted. Um, you know, it's, it's what I want as, as Owen's brother. You know, I understand that you were married to him, but, but it's, what, it's what his mom and dad would have wanted to see um, because it really is a nod to his success and, and his legacy as a professional wrestler. Um, you know, and again, I get, I get Martha and the kids don't probably look at him like a professional wrestler. That's, that's his dad and the husband. I get that. But, um, I read, I, I, man, it's tough. It really is tough. Like as I'm talking, I'm trying to convince myself out of it as well. So Jim, I don't, I don't know what, what the real answer is with that. I hope as a fan, it happens someday. Yes. Right. But yeah. Man, and, and I mean, if it happens, I hope it's done, I hope it's done right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and if it happens, I, I think a, a huge credit will probably be to Triple H. If it wasn't for Triple H, and, and I'm not saying Vince didn't have a part of it too, but if it wasn't for Triple H, a Warrior wouldn't be in, Savage wouldn't be in, right? Right. Because Triple H was the one that reached out to to you know Warrior and reached out to Savage's family, and was a big part of those conversations of look. There was hurt feelings here. Look, there were things that were done wrong here. But you know what? What that person, what that individual did 
in the ring and in their time should stand above anything negative that happened. And he did a lot to get Warrior in, and he did a lot to get Savage in. So, you know, we keep saying the WWE will be in good hands with Triple H. But, um, Ryan, let's let's close up the first hour here, take a brief break, um, get a drink, and uh, we're going to come back on the other side. We're going to preview Payback. We're going to talk about NXT and uh, the NXT special that is coming uh, next week. Um, just on the other side of the break here. Uh, stay tuned. Three Count Thursday here on NGSDSports.com. NGSCSports.com. Make sure you check out NGSCSports.com for the uh, for all the shows, all the live shows, podcasts, and all the written content and much, much more that is on the site. Make sure you visit Spreaker and iHeartRadio, searching NGSC, uh, and you can catch everything there. You can podcast this show directly by searching Three Count Thursday in your podcast store. You can also listen to us as well as the full lineup of some of the best wrestling radio shows and podcasts on the web by going to WrestlingInformant247.com. Again, WrestlingInformant247.com. You can follow us always on Twitter and Instagram at 3CountThursday, Facebook.com slash 3CountThursday, always the number three, and then Count Thursday. So, uh, Ryan, this week... Uh, this coming Sunday, live at the Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore, Maryland, WWE Payback, um, a, a, an event that up until this past Monday on Raw seemed like there was only about one or, or two matches that uh, were, were guaranteed and were, were confirmed on the card, but the, the card has rounded out a little bit. Um, eight matches, including, uh, including the one that is on the pre-show. So if you want to follow along uh, and, and, and tweet us any of your uh, thoughts and, and, and who you think might win, you can do that again at 3 Count Thursday. We're going to start with the pre-show match. Um, this is a, the I pulled the card off of the Wikipedia page uh, this afternoon. So go there. We're going to start the pre-show match and then go to the bottom and work up. Um, pre-show match, Curtis Axel and Damian Sandow, as we said, the kind of the new mega powers taking on the Ascension. Um, I have no idea, Ryan, uh, who, who's going to win this match. I mean, I know you said, you know, that, that this could be kind of a, um, you know, a, a good win or something for the Ascension. Um, how sad is that, you know, for, for where they were in NXT for this to be a big moment for <laughs> right? Um, but I, I don't think you put Axel and Macho Mandal together 
to have them lose. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with the mega powers. Um, but, but again, like I said, when we talked about raw, this should not be a long-term solution for, for, uh, for Sandow. Um, you know, this should be kind of a one and done thing for him, I think. But, uh, yeah, um, the mega powers get the win. Jim, I'm going to, uh, start right off the bat with the disagreeing, which is great because, uh, a lot of times we lifelong wrestling fans, uh, we seem to, to tend to agree with each other for, for some time. I don't see them putting the mega powers together for a long time. So I don't see what picking up a victory on a pre-show. Well, it's a pre-show match anyway. Uh, I'm going to pick the Ascension to win, and this kind of be a start of, of a small push for them. Um, and hopefully they're a team that fills out um, – one of the elimination chamber spots uh, going forward. So uh, I'm going to pick the Ascension to pick up the victory. All right, very good, Matt. Uh, Matt, like I said, he sent in his picks. Uh, he has uh, the Mega Powers as well, or as he calls them, Sandaxel. Um, Naomi and Tamina Snuka taking on the Bella Twins, so there will be no Divas Championship match uh, on this show. Um, Matt, uh, Matt picked the Bellas. As much as I'm a Nikki Bella guy, hashtag Team Nikki, uh, I've, I've, I'm very much on Team Nikki. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's gonna be Naomi and and Tamina Snuka are gonna pick up the win here. I think Na- Naomi's been doing a fantastic job since the heel turn. You had uh, Tamina return. Um, questions of whether or not, and I know it goes back to a, a total divas thing, but questions of whether or not that uh, that, that, that the Bellas are gonna be around for a long time. So. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, Naomi and Tamina. Jim, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Bellas here. I think the Bellas are uh, are doing things right. Um, so, so I think the the Bellas are are going to pick up the victory here over uh, kind of. I guess the upstart team of of Naomi and Tamina. Team Tamina. I'm sorry. Uh, just coming back from injury here recently. Um, so, uh, just for continuity's sake and, and I guess believability, the uh, the Bella Twins picking up the victory um, in your only Divas match for uh, for payback. And again, I'm sorry, the Divas Championship should be on the line here. Um, when, when you have a belt, I think it needs to be defended on on if the nothing card else on paper where it matters, right? On, right. on a pay per view, um, you know. And, and and I we were talking about this before we got started. Uh, kind of like AJ left, and the the give Divas a chance, to move it kind of fizzled a little bit, it feels. And I get pages out as well um, with, with an injury. So I uh, heard early June for her to come back. So that'll be that'll be welcomed. And then whenever we talk about this every week, you know, they, they inject some blood from NXT into this Divas division. It's going to pop like crazy. I saw I saw a guy on Twitter today, um, and, and I never thought of this, having a similar to the um, when you had the uh, the invasion, WCW ECW invasion, sure, sure. have an NXT Divas invasion, and it would, kind it of would have nothing to invade, and kind of take over the women's division. Because here's the thing, too, you know, we we all you know it's been talked about how the WWE almost needs to transition away from the word diva and the divas title. Please, um, what a perfect way to do that. 
have these the NXT women's division invade and kind of right their title is not the NXT Divas championship. No, it's the it's women's, women's championship. championship. So take over, and it's a much better belt too. Much better. Oh my God, much better. There's not anything. There's not. I don't think there's been a worse belt in the history of professional wrestling than the Divas belt. Um, but, but I mean, that, I think that would be a great way to then, if the NXT women go over the main roster, what a perfect way to to finally get rid of the Divas belt and have a women's championship again. Oh man, absolutely. Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be, that'd be um, I, I it really would be a welcome uh, idea. I can't remember. I'm going to try and scroll down and find it because I, you know, I do would like I would like to give the uh, the person credit for 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 the idea. Sure, but um, yeah, I, I actually I saw you tweeting about that too. It was um, uh, it was DC Matthews at DC Matthews underscore N I N A I. Um, he is a columnist for the New Age Insider. So, uh, okay. again, at DC Matthews, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-S underscore N-A-I. Um, just a great, a great idea. Something I never thought of, but I think would be brilliant. That would be, that would be awesome. That would be and I know, I know you got into a conversation. Was this the same guy you got the conversation with, with about the belts? Because I know you were saying something about the, uh, the belts with the belts with, the, been. with, the, with the winged eagle and stuff like that. Yeah, might have been. Um, I mean, we're in agreement the Winged Eagle was was the best. WWE may have been the best belt ever. Ever. Yeah. At least in the WWE, absolutely. Oh, definitely in WWE history. I, I I'd be hard pressed to find. I mean, the only except the only exceptions that I can really think of would be either the Big Gold or uh, like the NWA World Championship, uh, just because of how. Uh, iconic they were, but I think the WWF title, because of the popularity of the WWE, that Winged sure. Eagle belt, um, you, you could probably show that to anybody who considers themselves somewhat of a wrestling fan, and, and with and they'd know what that belt was from. Sure, absolutely. Um, let's keep rolling here. Uh, Ryback versus Bray Wyatt. Uh, Matt Prick picks Bray. Um, I, I'm going to pick Bray. But but really, you know, it, it it's almost become sad. I know we we talked about this a little bit um, after his promo on Raw that that just the, what WWE's done to him it, it is almost making him a shell of what he was when he when he was first came in, and you know that's that's what losing twice at WrestleMania does to you. You and we've said it before. Um, how are you the new face of fear when you can't win uh, on the biggest stage? Uh, I've said it, and, I, and I'm and i not kidding. I, he shouldn't lose a match until after WrestleMania next year. I agree. Um, and I know we've talked about it at great length, the guy that carried the feud with The Undertaker into WrestleMania. They thank him with, with feeding him Ryback and pardon the pun with the feed me more. But come on. Um, I hate that this is even a match. I hate that this is a feud. Um, it, it it feels so unorganic um, that they just threw it together. It, it's just no believability to me. Um, the way Bray Wyatt can cut a promo, it, and and then to, to oh god, it sucks. Uh, I picked Bray Wyatt to win, but honest to God, Big Jim, I wouldn't be surprised if Ryback picks up the W here, just because they don't know what the hell to do with Bray Wyatt right now. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked. 
if if Ryback wins, but I'm going to pick Bray. Um, to me, that's the smart bet. Yeah. Um, and and but but the not smart bet the, the would be putting money on Bray uh, or on uh, Ryback's outfit matching uh, on Sunday. Yeah. That nope. that would not be a smart bet. Um, New Day. Um, it, it's listing them as Big E, Kofi Kingston uh, with Xavier Woods uh, taking on Kid and Cesaro, a two out of three falls tag match uh, for the for the titles. Uh, I said to you when we were uh, prepping the show tonight that this will be your best match of the card. Um, I have Kid and Cesaro winning. Matt has New Day. But Ryan, I was listening. I, I was listening to a podcast today, um, and and wouldn't it be awesome? And uh, and I kind of wondered this too, is if the uh, if if because we we know about like the whole Freebirds idea of uh, when you have three guys in a stable and they have the tag belts, any combination of those guys you saw with Demolition as well can wrestle and or defend those belts. Um, wouldn't it be awesome if if like for the first fall it was Biggie and Kofi, and then the second fall was Biggie and Woods. And then for the third fall it was Kofi and Woods. Wow, it's interesting. I don't uh, never even really. I don't know if they can that. do it, but I think it would be yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's a that's a really good question. I ought to I ought to try to find the actual stipulation for the Freebird rule. This is where um, we need Matt. This Matt, these are the moments why you're not allowed to leave. Right. right. I know you're at back. NXT, but there's an NXT show tomorrow. You should be here. No, I'm just kidding. We we do hope you had a good time. Um. During the Freebirds career in the NWA, they won the Tag Team Championship while holding the title promoters out of the sub-gimmick to the team, the unofficial quote-unquote Freebird role, which allowed any two of the three members of the team to defend the title on any given night. Okay. This is from Wikipedia, so I don't know how true this is. Um, the rule has been reused by a number of other companies when a three or more team captures Tag Team Championships. Um, so obviously the newest would have been... Um, the New Day. Um, and I guess most recently in, in TNA, it had happened when the band, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Eric Young held it. Um, and then the beautiful people held their uh, knockout tag team title um, when, when they had that. So it will be interesting to uh, to find out what they're really going to, uh, I guess, how they're even going to really do it. Um, Damn, that's a really good idea, Jim. A two out of three falls match, if every fall counts as a fall, they they might be able to do that. And and if that's the case, I'm going to have New Day pick up the victory. That's going to be my pick regardless. But um, definitely if they're, if they're switching like that, I will uh, – wow. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a crazy thought, isn't it? And I, I – I, I kind of went around in my head and like, could they do the free bird thing? And somebody said on a podcast that I was listening to this week might have been uh, the Squared Circle podcast, but don't hold me to that. And here's uh, a fun little fact now that I'm on the Wikipedia page about the free bird rule. Um, and it is a fun little tie in here. Um, some, in some cases, the free bird rule has been applied to singles titles. Um, one case includes when three count won the WCW Hardcore Championship back in 2000. So the free, the free our, bird our rule. namesake. Our namesake, three count, right? And it's fun. To, it's a great story. If you ever get talking to us, we'll gladly tell you the story of how we came up with the name three count. Um, 
I still think it was a great, great stable. It was, it was fantastically funny that people could really get into. But um, back in 2003, Count won the WCW Hardcore Championship, and then either Evan Courageous, Shannon Moore, or um, Sugar Shane Helms um, were, were was able to defend that because the group three count actually picked up the uh, the pinfall for the uh, for the WCW Hardcore Championship. That is awesome. Three count. Uh, Next match, Ziggler. Uh, I did say Matt had New Day winning that one. I, I don't want to forget his pick. Um, uh, Ziggler and Sheamus taking on uh, or fighting each other in a singles match. No asses involved uh, this month. Just a straight uh, singles match. Uh, Matt has Dolph Ziggler picking up the win. Uh, I'm going to go Sheamus. Um, I think you know him coming in as as his heel, coming back as his heel that he is. Um, you know, he, he, he lost last month, but kind of got the last laugh, uh, with that one. He, I think he needs to keep rolling. I think he needs to keep this, uh, keep the, keep the hot streak, uh, going. It's unfortunate Ziggler would lose. Um, but, um, again, it doesn't mean he's buried or anything like that. Uh, but well, honestly, uh, big Jim, we don't, we don't know what's happening right now to Ziggler. Yeah. Um, he, he, he found his mother's mascara. That's what we know. We do know that uh, he found Paula Abdul's headband um, and that jean jacket I wore back in the '80s. Right. Uh, yeah, I think I what, what I tweeted on Monday night, uh, 1986, called it once it's closed back. Um, and I know he was. I saw pictures. Uh, he was apparently uh, on stage during a Britney Spears concert. So Lord only knows what's going on with Dolph Ziggler. But I got Sheamus winning this one. Jim, I also have Sheamus picking up the victory. Um, go back two extreme rules. Um, Ziggler actually picked up the, the win that night um, in, in the Kiss Me Arse match. So I'm, I'm going to have uh, Sheamus kind of, uh, I guess, pick up the, the, the victory tonight. Um, obviously no, no arse kissing here, but uh, maybe Ziggler will finally get his revenge. And uh, Who the hell knows? <laughs> but I, yeah. I have Sheamus <laughs> winning it at payback. And by this time, I'm kind of lukewarm on the card. I really am. I don't think it's going to be a bad card. This this might be the worst. That might be the worst match on the card. And it's a shame. It really is because I think Ziggler could do so much, much more. And I agree, Jim. The New Day um, Cesaro Kid match, two out of three falls. That'll definitely be your match of the night. Yeah. Uh, the next one, uh, which may give it a run for its money, King Barrett versus Neville. They they, they worked great before. Um, had the pre-show uh, match last month before Extreme Rules. They had the King of the Ring cha- uh, finals match uh, between Neville and Barrett. They, they've been putting on great work. Neville has been spectacular. Um, Matt has Neville. I'm going to go King Barrett. I, I, I don't think, you know, and it, again, it doesn't mean anything negative towards uh, Neville. He's going to get his chance, but how can you have the king, the king of the ring, you know, lose to the guy that that he lost, that that he beat to become king just a few weeks ago? And how can you, you know, if if Barrett loses, you know, how how can you how can you say the king of the ring means anything? So I think it's important that uh, that Barrett wins here. Jim, I am in firm agreement with you. Um, I originally was thinking Neville could pick up the victory. Um, it would do good for his career. Um, and then, then I got to thinking, like we said, you, 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 pick, you pick up a loss. It doesn't mean that you're buried. Um, I think you have to have Barrett win as the King of the Ring winner 
you have to be able to run with that for a little bit more than a couple of weeks. Um, and back at Extreme Rules on the pre-show, um, Neville actually defeated Bad News Barrett. So a month ago, he did defeat Barrett um, on a pay-per-view style match. Um, I'll be at the pre-show. But um, with that in mind, uh, last month, him beating Barrett, I, I do pick uh, I, I pick Bad News. Is it Bad News Barrett? Does he still go by Bad News Barrett? Uh, they're they're booking him as Barrett King now? Barrett. So the Bad News thing, where we're going to drop that? He's just going by King Barrett. King Barrett. All right, so it's not Wade Barrett. It's not, not, not Bad News Barrett. This guy's had more t- name changes than he has Intercontinental title runs. <laughs> yeah, he really has. But I got I got Barrett Barrett retaining or Barrett retaining his team. Yeah, Barrett wins over Barrett, Neville. Barrett will you're retain. Right, this could really be a good match too. Barrett will retain being King of the Ring. You're right. He will retain as King of the Ring. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns versus Dean Ambrose versus Randy Orton fatal four way match for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, added stipulation: If Rollins fails to retain the championship, Kane will be fired from being director of operations. Um, I don't think there's any surprise here that Seth Rollins is going to win this match uh, and remain the world heavyweight champion. Uh, I, you know, it means no no point in putting it on Orton. Reigns is not ready, although after that WWE 24 episode, it's it's hard to what a great little documentary. It's hard to dislike the guy. I'm not going to say that I'm a Roman Reigns fan. Okay, I'm just I I, I haven't bought it. I haven't bought one of his shirts. His shirts haven't gone clearance yet. They haven't gone. You bought clearance the Shield yet. shirt though. It's close. I enough. did buy the Shield shirt, but I also have the Seth for Business shirt. Just so. a, that's different. It's Seth Rollins. Well, yeah, but it's, I'm just saying, you buying the Shield shirt, you dip the toe. Is that the, is that like the first the, is that the, the, the first step to admitting I have a problem? You did. You did. You dipped your toe in. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I don't think it's it's Ambrose time yet. I, maybe Ambrose, uh, I could win. Maybe another guy is going to be a part of the Intercontinental Championship elimination chamber in just a few weeks but seth rollins is going to win this i mean you know we talked about uh, the the tag match being the best uh, match of the card i think this is you know this one's going to be the one that has the the big spot um but uh, we'll see you know i think you know if done right a fatal four-way can be really really good if booked improperly it it just it's going to look like a cluster um but uh rollins wins Matt has Rollins winning as well. Jim, I, I didn't know about the stipulation. Do you think that there's a stipulation added in there, knowing that Kane has had his issues with the authority? Does that does that make you wonder at all? Maybe maybe we could see the title change. I mean, I have Seth Rollins too. Let me let me put that. I have Rollins okay. retaining. That's written down. Uh, I'm I'm not going to change my answer, but. Um, I saw that earlier today, that if Rollins fails to retain, Kane will be but fired. These stipulations seem so silly to me because if they wanted to, if Triple H wanted to fire him as director of operations, he could just freaking do it. He's he's the he's the head of the head of the authority. Right, right. You know, he's the right. COO of the company. We know this. That's what who he is now. But when he's portraying Triple H, he's not the COO. He's still, he's still leading the, the authority. Correct, correct. You got a point, right? You know, he's the boss on TV. I think you have to suspend the believability, though, that he's the COO. Okay, but I mean, he's still the the, the leader on TV. He's still the sure. boss on right, TV. You're right. He could, right, as the leader of the authorities, just, just say, kick in and you're too. fired. Right. 
you're kicked out of the authority. Right. I mean, they kind of did that in a way, you know, or they, they hired the shield or they kicked Randy Orton out of the, 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 uh, the authority. I mean, so adding that stipulation, but that's the thing though. They have a stipulation now. I think think they just do it to, to put that seed of doubt in your head because it's payback because it's payback. Um, how surprised are you? If if the title does change hands, I'd be shocked. I mean, right now we're talking. There's about a 95 percent probability that that Rollins retains. I mean, all three. I'm of us. saying uh, for me, there's a zero percent chance that Rollins doesn't mm-hmm. walk out. So 100 percent chance Rollins retains. Yes, 100 percent. The the stipulation nothing. does not not a thing. You won't me. even give me a percentage point. For for, for me, uh, sure. no. For me, it means nothing. Okay. I, I, I mean, I can see why, you know, for you and, and maybe, you know, maybe I'm... Say for you, like, it's a damn bad thing. <laughs> I told I, you I have Rollins retaining. I know, but, you know, for, for other people, for, for others... For you. Get <laughs> hell off your soapbox. <laughs> I, I can see why the, the, the seat of Why doubt, they do that. That's why they, that's why they put it there. Sure. They, they wanted that seat of so doubt to be You're not buying it at all. I'm not buying it. Not, if you're a gambling man, you're betting the house on Seth Rollins. I'm not saying you're a gambling man. I'm not a gambling man. Right, 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 but if right. I was gambling, I sure as shit wouldn't gamble on, on wrestling. Pro wrestling. Ooh. I lost a lot of money over the course yeah, of my life. Out, I was no gambling doubt. on wrestling. Um, but all three count Thursday, the, the whole, me, me, you, and Matt, we all, have, uh, we all have Rollins retaining. All have Rollins retaining. For me personally, the stipulation does nothing. Okay. Does absolutely nothing. Okay. Um, I, did I say Matt had Neville winning the last match? I don't remember. I feel like I forgot to say that. So Matt has Neville. We had Barrett. We all have Rollins. And then uh, the last match, but not the not the main event match. So it's kind of weird the way the the Wikipedia had it set up. But uh, John Cena, the U.S. champion, in the I Quit match for the United States Championship, Matt has Cena winning. I have Rusev. Um, and and maybe it's just hopeful optimism on my part. Uh, that that uh, because I felt over the course of this feud, the WrestleMania match was good. I don't have a problem with Cena winning uh, the belt at WrestleMania. Um, I, I thought that the, the chain match last month, um, you know, we talked about it. it. Just the only thing that bothered me about it is it made it didn't do anything to make Rusev look strong, and that's what bothered me. But if it comes around that this month, you know, because Cena was the first guy to pin Rusev, well. You know, Rusev could be the first guy ever to make John Cena give up. You know, hustle, loyalty, respect, never give up. If, if Rusev can, can make John Cena give up, uh, you know, it, it would come full circle. So maybe it's hopeful optimism. But, but coming out of this, Ryan, if Cena does win, then one of these weeks, the uh, somebody needs to win the Open Challenge on Raw. Otherwise, it's... It, we just know it's just going to be Cena winning, and it's worked so far. But then, hopefully, that the new champion will kind of take the lead, and it'll just be something we keep seeing. But I have Rusev winning this, Jim. I, I have Rusev too, um, and and it's simply for the reasons that that it is an I quit match, and it's everything that John Cena stands for. That, that he never gives up, and then the hustle and the loyalty and all that other all that other garbage. You're you and, you, and John Cena. Mumbo jumbo, whatever you want to call it. Um, did you and, say you? Yeah, I sure did. I did. You, I did. You, How's it feel, you jerk? Yeah, it freaking hurts. <laughs> I got under your skin. 
<laughs> I am. I am heel. I am heel. You are. You are. You absolutely are. Um, no, but but just the I Quit matches usually, you know, um, you, you go back. It, it settles your feuds. Um, the cage match. If if you couldn't come up with the way to end your feud or your grudge or whatever you want to call it, um, put it in the cage. In, in this instance, I think the the I Quit is is, is the way to settle this feud. We're not going to see any matches after this. It doesn't make sense for John Cena to retain in this instance. So I do have Rusev picking up the victory. Um, you know, I, Jim, I, I don't know what happens if John Cena just passes out and refuses to say I quit. Is it still a victory? I know tapping out usually doesn't do it. Well, yeah, I mean, you when, 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 quit. when Austin passed out at WrestleMania 13, Bret Hart won the match. Bret Hart won. Um, so so Rusev could win and still Cena not say I quit. Well, that happened before. Does that hurt Rusev? Yes. So Cena has to say I quit. Has to say I quit. Will he do it? You really think it'll happen? I, ho- I hope so. Are you a gambling man? <laughs> uh, I mean, Here's the deal. That's exciting. I don't have to gamble money. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. um, and, and you said Matt had, Matt had Cena. Matt has Cena. That's interesting. I mean, this is kind of, I mean, this is an exciting match. I'm not excited with, with the Russian chain match, how that ended up, that freaking debacle, because that stunk up the card last month. But I think they can do this match really well. And I'm hoping, hoping that we see Rusev pick his belt back up. Um, and, and you can have him pick up the belt and lose it relatively quickly, and then that'll force the split with him and Lana, something like that. But get him in another few with somebody else. Yeah. But I do have Rusev uh, picking up the victory here in the uh, in the I Quit match. Yeah. Okay. So that that's that's uh, that that's payback, and that's this Sunday. And and there's only two matches that uh, the, all three of us agreed. That is the. Um, Bray Wyatt Ryback match and the World Heavyweight Championship match. So good to see that we have some diversity there. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll, we will look back at the card uh, next week and, and see how we did. I, I know last month I, I was one better than you and Matt, but we'll see how that goes uh, this uh, this coming week. Ryan, we're looking at NXT uh, next and but uh, related kind of to the ESPN E60 special. Dude, how awesome was that? That was incredible. If you haven't seen it, I, it's probably on demand. It may be on ESPN's website. Find a way to see this thing. I know ESPN has it on demand. I was able to find it on demand. Okay. So it's definitely on demand. It, like I said, it may be on their website. You know, take an hour and watch it. This thing was incredible. Um, shows you the the journey of Corey Graves, um, Xavier Woods, and Adam Rose from from like over the past was it year and a half or something, and just just awesome, just a, a great documentary. One thing that I think is great about it is WWE had no say whatsoever in how it was put together. They opened the doors, they did interviews. But it was all ESPN. And if there's one thing that, two things, mind you, that ESPN gets right, 
It is the EVZ60 documentaries and yep. the 30 for 30. Yep. Absolutely. Otherwise, ESPN sucks. But um, that's because they don't carry your hockey. And you're still <laughs> sour about that. Uh, I, I'm sour about hockey today, but that's, that's for my Tuesday show. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, this thing was just great. Interesting coming out of this, Ryan, and I'm going to talk about it when we talk about Raw, was Adam Rose coming out of it. Um, WWE is a huge opportunity um, that he was not seen on Raw this week. But something interesting, I just saw it kind of scroll by on my Twitter. I looked. Apparently, there was a backstage segment on this week's SmackDown where Adam Rose has told the Rosebuds that the party's over. He, um... He wrestled last night in NXT without the Rosebuds. Okay. He was going, uh, in one of the NXT matches last night. Um, I, I hate the fact that they kept him off of the Raw. It doesn't make sense. He um, should have been on Raw. And here's the deal, and, and I'm saying that because you have to watch the special to get what we're saying. The guy has an amazing story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just like on American Idol or, or The Voice, that person with that backstory instantly wants to succeed a little bit more. But if you're not an Adam Rose fan coming from watching this E60 special, you don't have a heart. Um, just a fantastic, fantastic story. Um, and, and the guy's getting up there in his age, too. But, uh, Dan, I, I, I'm looking at the ESPN site right now. I'm trying to find it. it doesn't, I, I'm struggling to find it on their website. I hope they upload it to the uh, WWE Network. I really do. Maybe I can send some emails, see if I can get somebody from the network to answer that question, whether or not it'll be ever posted on the network. Um, I know that it's an ESPN production. I'm sure it will in time. But I would, in time, right, right. ESPN wants to make their money with it when they can. I, and I get that aspect of it. But um, find it. I know they replayed it again this week. Um, we posted it again to, that, to the Facebook site trying to, to get some eyes on it. So, man, we just want an awesome special. And like you said, if you're not an Adam Rose fan, coming out of this, you've done something wrong, and your heart breaks for Corey Graves. Yeah. And, and, and to see, I mean, it, it categorizes his whole, from neck injury to, to Triple H telling him, look, you can't do it anymore, kid. Like, you're, he was concussion. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, concussions, right, right. You're, we're not going to allow you to put your body on the line anymore. And then and then offering him a two-year commentary contract. Um you know, which I think he's stood out in. He's I think he's really, doing really great. Good. Absolutely. So uh, better than anything on a main roster. Commentary. Right. I hate <laughs> to be that way, uh, but you're absolutely right. Um, they've given him a show on on the network himself. Um, what the hell? It's not unfiltered. What the hell is it called? Culture shock. Um, on the network. So you know, man, it's just, what an awesome story. And then the other one was it was a Xavier Woods. He's up on the main roster and is, is part of the tag team champions, but. Uh, just an awesome special. Check it out, and I'm sure they'll play it again. Like I said, I know, I know it's on demand, um, at least for now. You know how on demand works. It comes one day, goes the next, it seems. But, uh, yeah, I think they missed the boat by not putting him on Raw. But uh, interesting to see, and I, and I missed it because we, we, we were doing the show um, about the Rosebuds. But I'll look that up and see if I can't find that as well when he tells the Rosebuds the, uh, the party's over. Yeah. Um... I remember last year we went to SmackDown. And we saw the Exotic Express. We got to, to see the actual bus kind of parked there, which was really, really cool. So yeah. yeah. Looks like they made a bus for no reason. <laughs> yeah. 
it didn't it didn't last. The party didn't last as long um, as, uh, as 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 the WWE thought it would. Um, Ryan, a couple of the big things. We'll talk about uh, some of the matches on the card for next week. But uh, injuries to Hideo Itami and Sami Zayn. Um, Itami out of in, a, out of uh, action with an injury. Uh, reportedly could keep him out for six to eight months. Um, WWE hasn't commented directly, but they have pulled him from the upcoming tour in Japan, which right there should tell you this is a serious injury um, for him not uh, not to return to Japan. Um, NXT uh, champion Kevin Owens has been added in his place. Um, uh, something that's pretty cool that I know was just announced today. Um, on the Japan tour, uh, there will be Chris Jericho will take on Finn Balor. Chris wow. Jericho may be part of that tour. Um, hello, WWE Network exclusive. Right, give you wanna, me that. You want to sell the WWE Network? Hello, WWE. Right, that'll put eyes on your product. That'll get people to buy. If I didn't have the network already, and you're telling me. That Jericho's taken on Balor. If I if I've seen Balor and I've seen obviously I've seen Jericho, um, yeah, that that match that match would get me to buy it. Um, but then also the Sami Zayn injury uh, suffered last week on Raw when he took on John Cena actually before he was even in the ring. You mean Cena didn't? Cena, Cena did not. Uh, no, we don't even have time to get. No, into we that. don't. We don't have time to get into that nonsense. So uh, we'll we'll spare you that rant. Um, but Sami Zayn was uh, kind of pumping up the crowd in his home hometown of uh, Montreal last week and uh, appeared to injure his shoulder before the match started. Um, supposed to take on Kevin Owens for the NXT Championship next week at uh, TakeOver Unstoppable. Um, as of right now, it's still going to happen. WWE is still promoting it. Um, that, remember that little tagline that's on the bottom of every uh, WWE thing, card subject to change? That could come into play because I guess there is a possibility that um, that the uh, that he doesn't get to compete next week, that he's not cleared to compete. But as of now, Sami Zayn is set to take on Kevin Owens next week. Um, Ryan, the, the matches that stand out to me for next week um, would be the... Um, Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch for the NXT Women's Championship. Anything with Sasha Banks is good. She's so good. And then if this match happens, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn for the NXT Championship. I mean, questions of what's going to happen with the, you know, it's supposed to be a triple threat with Baylor and Tommy and Breeze. Um, you know, but, but uh, you know, the, the, the card, you know, you have Baron Corbin versus Rhino, Bailey and Charlotte versus Dana Brooke and Emma. Uh, Blake and Murphy versus uh, your favorite, Enzo and Cass. Um, don't get soft on me. I can't stand him. You know oh, I can't. So good. But again, we don't have time for that. But uh, that that's that's the show for next week. Dude, Ryan. They're walking out with the NXT Championship. I'm calling it right now. What's that? Uh, Enzo and Cass. Oh, they're they're going to be the absolutely new tag walking team. out with the uh, tag team championship. Um, but hey, they get a reaction one way or the other. I don't think you have anybody that's lukewarm. On these guys, people either love them or hate them, and that's fine. Again, we talked about that. Ryan, your take on NXT the last couple of weeks going into this? Uh, you know, we always talk about the build going into uh, these WWE shows and these go home shows. You know, what, what's your take been on the on NXT the last few weeks? Honestly, I've, I've been lukewarm on them, and it's really a shame. 
But uh, building up here, I don't think they've done a great, great job building the card. Now, the card excites me. Don't get me wrong. It really does. I'm excited to see uh, every match on here. Um, you know, like you said, the Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, it should be a great match. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, if the match happens, totally into that. Um, I do like Enzo and Cass, so I'm cool with that. I'm excited to see if they're going to fill uh, Hideo with Tommy's position um, in this match. But if not, Finn Balor and, and Tyler Breeze can absolutely put on a really, really a good match. Um, you know, Bailey and Charlotte are a hell of a team. I think they're going to do fine. Um, they're, they're absolutely going to do fine against Dana Brooke and Emma. Um, should be a pretty good match. And then Baron Corbett and Rhino should be a, just a, a slobber knocker, if you will. Um, and again, we're not talking about matches that last, you know, two minutes or anything like that. These matches usually last 8, 10, 15 minutes. The main events, you know, up into your 20s, 25 minutes, things like that. I think just looking through here the last three times, um, the main event match was 23, 23, 18, like 24. Um, it's just, so the, the matches are hanging around for quite a while. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to see if they replace Hideo with Tommy, that's what's really, that's a big, big question mark right now where I'm at. And, and, and I'm just throwing this out there. Could it be Adam Rose? Could we see him go back down there? The party's over. He needs to re-jump his career. And, and Adam Rose show up and take Hideo with Tommy's spot. Um, and, and, and legitimize himself as maybe now a contender back then in NXT again. Look at what it has done for Tyson Kidd. I mean, he's up on the main roster with your tag belts. Jim, it was just last year, September, he was in the Fatal 4-Way match for the NXT Championship. Right. I mean, and not saying that he's going to change his name back to Leo Kruger, but I know uh, after that E60 documentary, he tweeted, uh, retweet for Adam Rose, favorite for Leo Kruger, and there was more favorites than retweets. Here's what it did, though. It introduced a whole bunch of people that never knew that Leo Kruger position or uh, um, that Leo Kruger was persona existed. Right. That it, that it's out there. It introduced a whole lot of people to NXT and a whole lot of people to Leo Kruger, who was mostly Jim, mostly in, in in Florida Championship, and then a little bit in NXT. Um, and then when they switched him over, it was full blown Adam Rose, Rosebuds, Exotic Express. Um, down in NXT, so an idea. I'll throw, I'll throw it out there. If they replace him, that would be a good replacement. You're right, and I'm I'm right there with you, man. The, I don't think the product has been quite as strong as as it was a few months ago. And I'm not saying NXT is bad, but it, it kind of had to. You know, you're go, you're going to go through ebbs and flows. Um, and you know, for for all the people that said, you know, oh NXT should get two or three hours every week in NXT. Look, part of the joy of NXT is that it, it is a little bit more limited. Somebody was arguing that they crammed so much into an hour. It's, it's perfectly timed in it's the hour. It's perfectly timed. Right? What would you rather have? Segments that run 20 minutes that you're going to bitch about? And that you're going to get Twitter the boring anyway? chant. Right, right. These, these, I mean, it's a wrestling show, first of all. The storylines really are secondary in NXT. Not that they're bad storylines, but they're not stand out like you have on Raw. I think NXT, I think it's done phenomenally well. Absolutely done perfect. 
Um, and maybe, maybe, maybe it's just plateauing. You're right. Maybe it just plateaued a bit, and that's not that it's a bad thing. I'm, I'm so excited to hear Matt's take on NXT after he's experienced live. Um, and everything that I've seen on Twitter coming from tonight from NXT Philly has been really, really good. So, Ryan, re- relating to I, I just got a I just got a, a tweet in. Breaking news, folks! Breaking news. Um, not really breaking news, yeah. but it's topical to you know to this. Um, Rocky Top Wrestling at RTW Reviews says, "What if Rose does a Faces of Foley gimmick and plays Rose and Kruger? Ooh. That would be awesome. That would be really cool." You know, so there's so there's so many things they could do. Uh, you know, and and uh, if they don't capitalize on on Adam Rose coming off of that E60, um, they they they've, they've done screwed up. Yeah, uh, they really have. And, and Ryan, uh, relating to NXT, relating to the NXT shows in Philly here, um, this will be the last thing I have is Joey Styles. Uh, obviously, formerly of ECW, uh, does some you know uh, video work for WWE now. Uh, says uh, Baron Corbin just challenged me to bring an ECW ori- original to fight tomorrow night at NXT Philly Night Two. Of course, uh, tonight Rhino was there. Um, challenge accepted, he said. And uh, Bully Ray tweeted shortly after that. Uh, Joey tweeted that at. Uh, 9.45, Bully Ray at uh, 10.19 tweeted, is that so, dot, dot, dot. So I know uh, on his Twitter after his appearance on TNA the other week, or last week, TNA Live, um, Bully Ray was uh, tweeted something along the lines of, let's see what's next, or should I say NXT. So... I guess sky's the limit. I know. Giddy as hell. I really did. He's a guy. You know, he's he's from the new. He's from New York. So it's not like getting to Philadelphia is going to be real hard for him. Um, so if you're if you're going to be at the NXT Philly tomorrow, maybe you see Bully Ray. Not guaranteed. But you he know, we're going to be monitoring Twitter for that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was at uh, he was at the Royal Rumble in Philly, so we already know he knows where Philadelphia is. Sure, sure. Um, and he has appeared now in TNA since. He has. But you know, he, I don't think he has a deal in place with anybody. Early, just, uh, early rumor. I, I saw somebody talking about Tommy Dreamer tomorrow. That that Dreamer with Dreamer. as well. Yeah. I think Dreamer's under contract with TNA. I don't know if, if Bully Ray was just a one-off, but I believe Dreamer is in some sort of contract with TNA. I know he does a lot of this House of Hardcore, and they kind of cross promote there with with that. But uh, I think he's been with TNA really since like. 2013. Um, Wikipedia has him still with with TNA through presence. So again, as Wikipedia doesn't necessarily mean it's true, but uh, I'd be shocked if it's Tommy Dreamer. Um, but 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 uh, Bully Ray definitely makes or Bubba Ray, I guess they would call him in NXT, makes a whole lot more sense in my mind than uh, than Dreamer does. But damn, that's exciting. Uh, Ryan, that's that's all I have. Uh, any anything else you have, or we'll uh, we'll close it up. Yeah, sure. I guess we can run through a couple of a uh, couple of birthdays in the last the last uh, the last week. Um, Bastion Booger has has since passed away. It would have been his birthday on uh, the ninth. Stephen Regal, um, William Regal, I guess we know him by NXT. The man's man. He's a real man. He's a real man. 
What a great theme that was. I need, yeah, to, be, I awesome. mean, I need to be one of the music, one of these. That was so good. Um, birthday back on the 10th as well, uh, as Tito Santana posted that on the Facebook page. Arriba. Great guy. Arriba. We got to meet him last year um, at a baseball game. Really, really nice guy. He snapped some pictures with us. Um, brought one of his titles with. Really cool guy. Um, back on the 11th, um, Billy Kidman, local guy from Allentown, um, producer now in the WWE, uh, his birthday. And then today, happy birthday um, to the man they call Vader, big Blink man Vader, 60, today. 60 years old, Vader, 60 years old. Um, and today also uh, would have been Steve Williams, Dr. Death's birthday. Um, he had passed away as well back in, um, I think, 2000, so about 15 years ago. We, uh, we lost Dr. Death. Um, Steve Williams. So uh, that's all I really had for you was uh, a few birthdays to run through. Um, let me check on the Facebook page. I don't think we had anything else really going up on Facebook. Um, no, Ryan, I just retweeted a picture on our Twitter page. It's an old ad for the uh, the, the WWF uh, Superstar Ice Cream Bars and the uh, advertised a picture of Malthus Al Jimmy Hart holding the Hulk Hogan one. And it says, finally, WWF Superstars even the mouth of the South can lick. <laughs> so uh, I think that's the perfect thing to end on. Ryan, let everybody know uh, where they can follow you on Twitter. Uh, let them know about the social media, bud. Absolutely. And uh, just to let everybody know, I think it was Jim's favorite wrestler, CM Punk, who wanted to bring back those, uh, those ice cream bars. That was, was a big CM Punk thing, I think, last year, two years yeah. ago, maybe. Yeah, it wasn't last year. Wasn't it? <laughs> he quit last year. He quit last year. <laughs> he, uh, well, I guess he gave up on that idea, too. You can find us on Facebook. It's Facebook.com slash 3CountThursday. Facebook.com slash 3CountThursday. We are on Twitter at 3CountThursday. Folks, it's always the number 3CountThursday. You can find me on my personal page. I am Ryan. It is at R-Y-N Eagle at R-Y-N-E-A-G-L-E. Jim, always a pleasure, man. Love doing these shows with you every Thursday night. Again, sorry we missed last Thursday. I was in a funk all week because we, were, we weren't able to talk wrestling properly. Um, uh, again, just, just really, really glad to be back in the groove. Um, huge show next week. Can't wait for it. Um, huge show coming up locally if you're in the local area. May the 30th. May 30th. It's LTW with a huge special guest. It's uh just a legend, one of one of one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. I was talking to, to to my parents, my aunts, my uncles. They all know this guy. They've they've all been fans, even if they're not wrestling fans. Rowdy Roddy Piper going to be at the Lancaster Host Resort, part of the LCW show. Um, that's Saturday night, May the thirtieth. Check it out. We're going to be still kicking the show off. Around, I think around six thirty. Um, we're doing the pre-show with that. Um, definitely more to come. We'll, we'll be talking about that in the next two weeks, building up into that. But um, Jim, again, it's, it's at Facebook. I get, I get so damn sidetracked. I get so excited. At Facebook.com, or sorry, Facebook.com slash Thursday at Thursday on the Twitter. We also have the Instagram. Check us out with you as the week at Thursday. Jim. Where, where can they follow you, dude? Oh, yeah, that's right. You can follow me everywhere. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just so excited <laughs> here. It's, it's at R-Y-N Eagle, at R-Y-N-E-A-G-L-E. All right, very good, Ryan. You can follow our stack guy, Matt. Uh, ask him about his, uh, his time at NXT Philly tonight. At three C T A Philly eight, uh, that is the the city of Philly. The number eight at three C T A Philly eight. I am at Big Jim Sports. We are at Three Count Thursday. Uh, you can also go at NGSC Sports. That is our network that we are on uh, right here. You can podcast the shows by going to Spreaker and iHeartRadio by searching NGSC. Go to your podcast store on iTunes, whatever. 
Uh, search Three Count Thursday. You can find it directly. Also, WrestlingInformant247.com, WrestlingInformant247.com. You know, that's it, folks. Have a great week. Enjoy Payback. Enjoy the NXT special next week. We're going to be back next week, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time, right here on NGSCSports.com to recap it all and bring you much, much more. Have a great week, guys, and go for the pin. I'm guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.